The Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can we say, how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created the sun, moon, and stars. He created the sky and the oceans. He created the plants and the fruit from the earth. He created beasts of land, sky, and sea. And he did it all by speaking. Let there be. And there was. And it was all good. Yet one thing was missing in God's creation. Creatures that bore his likeness and would be in communion with him and with one another. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. But God didn't do this by speaking, just as he had for the rest of creation. Instead, the Lord created them in an intimate way, by his touch. He formed man with his own hands from the dust of the earth and breathed his own spirit into him. He fashioned woman out of the man's rib, intrinsically connecting mankind forever. God placed man and woman, Adam and Eve, into the garden. And now, now it was all very good. So good that God was present among them, walking in the cool of the garden. God provided for them, and they worshipped him in return. His touch created, and his touch sustained it was all perfect. It was all beautiful. It was all life. It was heavenly. Then Satan sowed doubt 
and he offered a piece of fruit, an offer to be like God, and sin took root. Adam and Eve were kicked out of the garden and consigned to death. Their intimate relationship with God and with one another was broken, and eternal distance and division became the new normal. From the moment Adam and Eve tasted the juice from the forbidden fruit and were cast out into the wilderness, man has endlessly toiled to escape death, to enter into the heavenly realm where true life with God and with one another would be restored. The people of God thought they could do it, that they could touch heaven by following the law and working their own righteousness. The only problem is that when the law was given to the people, sin abounded all the more in the flesh, and death crept closer. So they began to offer sacrifices to God to appease His anger, but there weren't enough animals in the world to sacrifice, to give their flesh, the animal's flesh for human flesh, to kill in the place of mankind in order to redeem the sin that was committed in Eden, the sin that we were all conceived into, the sin that lives in us. No, those animal sacrifices, they had no pleasing aroma to the Lord when it came to redeeming the people. Man could not reach heaven. And so heaven dropped down to man. The Father sent down from heaven the bread of life so that one could eat of it and not die. It wasn't the same bread that he offered to our forefathers in the wilderness. That manna was given to nourish for a time, but ultimately the forefathers died. And it wasn't the same bread given to Elijah in our first reading for today, the bread that nourished his body when he fled into the wilderness to escape persecution and death. No, this bread that is given for the life of the world, it's the Son of God, incarnate. It is the creator of the heavens and the earth in the flesh of His creation. When Christ the Creator took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary, when heaven came down to earth, he brought renewal to humanity's state. And it was essential that Christ took on our flesh because it was only God in the flesh that could justify this human flesh and sanctify this human flesh. And so when Jesus incarnated and took on flesh, he began to walk in the midst of his people, 
just as he did in the garden. And his touch that formed Adam and Eve was now multiplying loaves, giving sight to the blind, making the lame walk, and raising the dead back to life. Jesus did in our flesh what our forefathers tried and failed to do. He not only followed the law, no, he fulfilled the law. And then he offered an acceptable sacrifice to the Father, a sacrifice with a pleasing aroma, the sacrifice of himself for the life of the world. You see, it was Christ in the flesh, nailed to the cross, that canceled our sins of the flesh. It was Christ in the flesh, raised from the tomb, that opened the way to eternal life and promised that our flesh would be raised again too. It was Christ in the flesh who ascended to the Father, unlocking the gates of heaven. And it will be Christ in the flesh that comes on that final day to take us all in the flesh bodily to the new Eden where there will be eternal beauty and life and perfection. But until that day comes, it is Christ in the flesh on this altar in the Eucharist that touches us and gives us so many wonderful gifts. When the Eucharist is touched to us, our sins are forgiven and we are made more perfect, more into who we were always meant to be, more into our Eden selves. When the Eucharist is touched to us, we are brought back into the intimate Garden of Eden relationship with God and with one another. We are brought close to the Father through the body and blood, through the flesh of His Son, Jesus. When the Eucharist is touched to us, we individuals are brought together, united together into the body of Christ, gathering as one, breaking bread, praying for one another, sharing burdens, and having all things in common. When the Eucharist is touched to us, that body of Christ of all many different individuals is formed more fully into being the community of the church that seeks to be, as Luther says, little Christs to the world. You see, when that host, that wafer, is placed into your mouth, Christ's flesh is united to your flesh. And then he uses your flesh as a vessel to deliver himself through your many vocations in life. The Eucharist actually makes all of us 
into little tabernacles of Christ. Tabernacles of light in the dark world. Tabernacles of Christ to those who are hurting, to our friends and our spouse and our children and our neighbors and strangers and to our enemies. We actually become living sacrifices that work to seek and save the lost. My dear friends, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This gift, Christ in the flesh, in the Eucharist, is only offered here in the flesh. The Eucharist is not offered in the wilderness of the world where sin and death and the power of the devil push back against the light of Christ. And the Eucharist isn't offered in our virtual worlds that isolate us from one another and cause such deep divisions and tribalism and and divide us along every line. The Eucharist is offered here in this place. So do come back here regularly, weekly, to this little Eden of our church so that you can hear the one who spoke the world into existence speak forgiveness over you so that you can be touched by the bread of life, the same touch that formed Adam, the same touch that raised the dead, the same touch that touched Elijah today. Rise, eat, and then journey ahead. We come here so we can join together as brothers and sisters to sing praises to God and to stir one another up to live like Christ, to bear Christ into the world. And ultimately, so that we can move closer and closer to the new Eden that is rushing towards us on the horizon. Come soon, Lord Jesus, and bring us to this place. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.